Welcome along to the Coca-Cola cool-down at the end of every single game across these NBL 24 final series. We will break it all down for you. I'm Jack Heverin, alongside MVP of this league and Derek Rucker, a man who has got people talking. We're going to get to that a little bit later on. I think your ears are still ringing. Hey, why don't we start with Tasmania and New Zealand tonight? The 5.30 game in my state bank arena looked fantastic. was sold out once again. Great performance by the Jack Jumpers. Well, it started off scary with Marcus Lee going down with what looked like a shoulder or collarbone injury. We saw him finish on the bench in a sling, so that was concerning. But Will Magne came in right away and had an impact. He had eight quick points to get the Jack Jumpers out to a nice league from which they never really relented. Yeah. And I thought they were really dominant throughout the game. Jack McVeigh had 26 points, 11 rebounds further solidifying his position as one of the top Australians in the competition. The Jack Jumpers looked really strong. Illawarra had a chance there in the third quarter, but they had a bunch of free throws in a row, and I thought they, I think they missed five free yeah. throws in a row, and it kind of curtailed their momentum and kind of stymied the push that they were making at that time. And then once the, first, the fourth quarter started, the Jack Jumpers were flying. I don't know how you felt watching it, Ruck. They looked Really slick tonight, Tasmania, I thought. Really polished, really organised, mm. meticulous with their attention to detail. I think we'll talk about what's next for them soon, but they're going to take some beating, I think. They are. And another thing they started to show was a little bit of spirit and a little bit of fight, courtesy of Tom Vadanovich. I'm not sure it was totally to the liking of Scott Roth, but I thought it was something that wasn't a bad thing for their team unity and cohesion and a demonstration that they can be physical and throw people around and they're not afraid to do some yeah. stuff to kind of push the envelope, so to speak. But you're right, it was a totally convincing win. On the Illawarra side, okay, all isn't lost. You got another chance now at home against New Zealand. Gary Clark's very much a watch this space. Had 21 and 10 in that yeah. game, but um, we saw him at the awards night in a moon boot and the finals launched the next day. He, he gritted his teeth and he toughed it out, but, gee, he looked sore in the process. Yeah, he had moments where he looked like the regular Gary Clark, but that's what injury does. It doesn't allow you to reach that level consistently or when you draw upon it. Sometimes you'll go to make a move, and it's just not quite there. So he probably will get a couple of more days off to just mm. rest it. But I think playing at home understanding the magnitude and the importance of the game because now it's do or die for the Hawks. They get this second chance, and my, it's going to be a fantastic game. Let's talk Will Magne. Mm. In fact, let's talk a lot about Will Magne. Yeah. 26 and 10, had to step up, obviously, with the injury to Marcus Lee early in the game, as you mentioned, Ruck. In the end, it actually created a bigger headache for Justin Tatum and the Illawarra Hawks because it meant that Will Magne could play more minutes. It is, and this is the first time we've seen him play extended minutes like this. And I know there's interest from places overseas looking for him to play for them. So that will be interesting. You'll have to watch that space as this NBL season winds mm. up. But look, the main thing is can he play these types of minutes and be effective? And he comes out and gives them the performance almost of his career yep. when they needed it most. We've known his impact on the offensive end, and for years he has been known as an elite defender and rim protector. 
He's starting to put it all together. If he plays like this, that really takes the burden off of Marcus Lee needing to recover quickly. He can settle down. I think they still have enough depth inside with their bigs to cover and beat and advance into the semifinals. So Tasmania through to play the Perth Wildcats at first glance. How does that matchup look? Wow. <laughs> These games are so tough to predict. And I think Tasmania, Tasmania's structure and their commitment to taking Bryce Cotton out of basketball games could be a real problem for Perth. Also, Perth will have been off for a significant period of time not having played a game. That will work in their favor with respect to Bryce Cotton coming back off of that injury, but there will be rust. And whether or not they can afford against a really sharp Tasmanian team to come out rusty in game one and perhaps mm. drop that one and try and fight back and win the next two, it's going to be a very, very dramatic and intriguing series. So on Monday, the Illawarra Hawks will play the New Zealand Breakers, mm. who won, as you can see, just behind us. For those who are watching, they're packing Kudos Bank Arena up because it's season done for the Sydney Kings. Their back-to-back -back title defence is now over. This Breakers team, Ruck, they have dealt with injuries all year long, and, and not just... Injuries, injuries to their stars. It was Zylan Cheatham. In fact, before that, it was Justin Ian Jessup. Correct. Then Zylan Cheatham. Anthony Lamb has been injured. Will McDowell-White missed a period of time. Even tonight, they go in without Will McDowell-White being at 100% with a shoulder injury. Probably shouldn't have played. Zylan Cheatham probably shouldn't have played, and they win. That's one of the best wins I've seen all season. And Cheatham injures his ankle in game yep. right before the half. And he has to go in and get bandaged up and come out and figure out a way to make a contribution. Look, that was one of the most resilient performances of the season. Perhaps the biggest considering the importance of the game, an elimination play-in game. And again, a lot of credit goes to the coaching staff, but in particular, Parker Jackson Cartwright, who has continued to perform at a high level. And he's doing so against the odds because usually in games like this, it is hard for smaller players to make a contribution. Usually it's your bigger wing players and your bigs that are the ones that are determining factors in mm. winning games. But PJC dominated this game from the outset. They let him play off his left hand. And when he's allowed to do that, he is deadly. And especially when he's able to walk in, step into three balls, he is a really, really tough cover. He dominated and was able to lead this team and lift them at critical times throughout the game when the Kings started to press, and that's why they won the game. He had that look in the eye all night long, yep. including after the, <laughs> after the game when he made his way over to where we sit. And yep. well, I don't think he was too happy that you had him at number seven in Derek Rucker's top 15. Well, there are two things it could have been. It could have been the top 15 rating at number seven, which I thought was a good position for him considering he hasn't played a full season he in the league. He didn't think that. He didn't think that. <laughs> But also, it could have been the fact, maybe he listened to NBL now and he heard me say that the Sydney Kings would win this game by 12 to 15 points. Maybe that's what struck the ire in him. But Modi Mayor was cool with us. Look, I don't mind a player coming at me like that. That's what it's about. You want to see that fire. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see passive, timid players. Respect to Parker Jackson Cartwright. He got it done. When you win, you grin and you pout. You stick your chest out and you're a boss. So... There are a number of stories out of this for New Zealand. I guess the first one is the injury front. So Will McDowell-White played with a taped-up shoulder, looked in real discomfort, particularly in the second half when he had to try and raise yeah. his, his arm at any stage. Zylan Cheatham was on and off throughout the second half with cramping issues, with ankle issues. 
It was awesome what they did tonight, but what state will they be when they go to Illawarra on Monday night? Well, firstly, let me talk about Tom Abercrombie and Finn Delaney, veterans who know what it takes. And they came in there today. Neither one of them were sharp. Finn Delaney wasn't wasn't ready for this level of basketball but he just put his body on the line he made mistakes but he kept going and going and the Kings had to deal with his size and his effort and sometimes in some positions that's more important than the skill Abercrombie was outstanding defensively yep. in the second half those guys played valuable veteran minutes and allowed PJC and Cheatham to do what they do and now you look at this breakers team and you probably want to count them out they're beaten up they're wounded can PJC do it again? These are going to be all the questions leading into this game at Illawarra, but you'd be a fool to doubt them. You should never, ever count the New Zealand breakers out. I think tonight and this season has certainly mm. told us that. What about the Kings? It, it, it felt like we had read this book so many times this season. There were times in the first half, Ruck, where they should have been 16, 20 up and just about put the game to bed. Unfortunately, they remembered it all too well. Well, I asked our colleague Brad Rosen, I said, what do you feel this margin should be? It was sitting at six, and Brad said he felt it should have been around 12, 14, 15 points, and he was right. And the Kings, in the end, wished they would have capitalized earlier in the game, really punished New Zealand when New Zealand weren't shooting the ball well. I think New Zealand started off 0 of 6, 0 of 7 from the three-point line, and they weren't clicking offensively. But the Kings couldn't get it done, and we've seen it happen so many times. They've blown bigger leads during, yeah, during this season <laughs> than they did tonight. So you realize that there was a sense of, even though you didn't want to believe it, what happened tonight, we thought maybe they had gotten over those demons, but they hadn't, and it came back to haunt them at the worst time. And now they say sayonara to their season. They do. Jalen Adams certainly tried his hardest. In the first half in particular, was taken out of the game a bit in the second half. Mm. It was DJ Hogue who really stepped up and, and kept the Kings in it. Yeah, Hogue I thought did a pretty good job. Again, there was a bit of rust in his game. And look, the Kings, they were better defensively as a group, but the fact that they couldn't stop PJC. Yep was the problem. So while collectively they were better across the board, on that one matchup they failed and that cost them their season. I think the other talking point from a Sydney perspective, Jonah Bolden struggled tonight. Jordan yes. Hunter played some solid minutes. I just can't get my head around why Angus Glover didn't play tonight. I just can't. And look, Ruck, we're hearing conflicting stories. We're yep. hearing that there was an incident with a teammate. That has been reported no knowledge of whether that's 100% factual. It was reported. We're hearing suggestions that Angus Glover is considering his future. And as a result, perhaps Sydney have said, well, if you're not sure about us, then, then we're not so sure about you. Again, hasn't been confirmed. But tonight you're playing for your season. Mm. You've got all week. In fact, they've had two weeks to sort all this stuff out, Sydney. And Angus Glover has his backside anchored to the bench for the entire night and Sydney lose and their season is done. Now, I'm not saying that Angus Glover would have been the difference between winning and losing, but he could have been. Well, there's so many, there's so many layers to this Angus Glover situation. I start off with, I feel a player earns a certain amount of equity. Now, he played for a different coach, Chase Buford, and so maybe the current coach didn't feel the same loyalty to Angus Glover. But certainly from a franchise perspective, 
Angus Glover got them that championship last year more than anyone else in that with that game five performance. Ask Modi Mayor what he thinks about Angus Glover. Correct. Yeah. So, didn't he earn some equity? Doesn't he have some runs on the board? Doesn't he have a little bit of a grace period where if he did do some things wrong, is there not forgiveness for that and we move on and we try and figure out a way to progress as a group and advance in the playoffs? And from another perspective, if they are being punitive towards him for talking to other teams or rumors of talking with other teams, well, clubs talk to players also. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? So I would find that somewhat hypocritical. But look, it's all speculation. Yeah. I would love to know what the true story is. But the bottom line is he copped two DMPs to close out the season. He clearly isn't wanted here with the Sydney Kings. He'll be moving on. Yeah, he'll, he'll make that decision. Uh, the last couple of weeks have certainly made that decision mm. for him. So the Kings are done. We're down now to five, and we go to Monday with Illawarra taking on New Zealand. As we mentioned, March the 8th, Friday, March the 8th, Tasmania and Perth will do battle in a semi-final series. Meanwhile, Melbourne United can just sit back and have their feet up still and chill and watch what happens between the Hawks and the Breakers. Yeah, and I wouldn't love that if I was Melbourne United. I'd start to get a bit a bit anxious about playing. You want to get out there, and scrimmaging is one thing, but actually getting that in-game contact in-game shooting and rhythm, all that stuff's very important. So I'm sure those guys would be like trying to speed it up. Yep. They're probably sick of training and they want to get out there and mix it up with some other teams. That sees us done and dusted from the Coca-Cola cool down. A big shout out to Coke for joining mm. us for the postseason as well. We are back on Monday night at the conclusion of Illawarra and New Zealand. It's been a crazy night and it <laughs> sets the scene for what is going to be an incredible month here in the NBL.